Welcome to the Intellectual Freedom Podcast. Here we analyze politics, culture, technology, personal growth and development, and society at large through the lens of critical thinking and open-mindedness, not demagoguery and partisan hyperbole. I'm Dr. David Hopkins, Humanities Professor, your host and guide. So without further delay, let's get started. I am so excited to talk about this topic today, you know, in the Intellectual Freedom Podcast, obviously the intellect is incredibly important and our intellect comes from our brain. So let's talk today about brain power because I've been, as many of you know, I've been doing a lot of research since I had a major health scare back in July 2020 about trying to reach optimal health. And so I wanted to talk about some of what I ran across on the brain. And, you know, actually the most important thing you can do to improve your brain power is not to enroll yourself into a graduate program at the university. Instead, maybe what you should do is head down to your local Gold's Gym or Powerhouse Gym and hang out with some of the meatheads and, and pump out some intense uh, sets on the uh, bench press. Really, uh, study after study is now beginning to point to the fact that this is just a universal truth. If you want to keep your brain sharp for the long term or get your brain fog cleared up or extend the longevity of mental clarity, well, you need to exercise. Going to the gym to exercise is almost like taking Prozac or Ritalin at just the right moment for maximum impact. The impact of exercise on your brain is so powerful that you could almost say that exercise is really for the brain and not the body. It affects your mood, your vitality, your alertness, and feelings of well-being to such a huge extent. Now, again, there are mental health issues that are beyond exercise, obviously. Let's not, it's almost sad I got to say this, but let's not jump to extremes that anybody's telling you to jump off all the meds you're on for for having depression because I said go work out at the gym. That's what the corporate media does and that's those 45 second sound bites of, of extremism. But I want to talk about the brain and its extent in many different ways. So, for example, one study even showed that exercise can cause new stem cells to grow, refreshing the brain and other other parts of your body. According to one researcher, he he actually called exercise the miracle grow for the brain and producing these new stem cells in the brain. They're actually showing links between decreased risk of developing diseases like Alzheimer's and cancer. A quick gym session every other day has been shown to increase blood flow to your brain, which helps boost that brain cell production. This is so huge. I mean, amazing, actually, that exercise can literally help create new stem cells and new cell production inside of your brain. That's crazy, especially for someone like me who maybe drank too much when I was younger and killed plenty of brain cells. But exercise also affects many sites within the nervous system. 
And it sets off this release of pleasure chemicals such as serotonin and dopamine that make us feel calm, happy, euphoric. I mean, I know from personal experience that going into a gym on some days, I feel so tired, stressed, or preoccupied. But then once I get going, those negative thoughts and feelings, they start to melt away. And when I really work through the workout and get to the end of it, and complete it, there's hardly a better feeling in the world. There isn't anybody that I've ever known that finishes a gym workout and says, boy, I wish I really wouldn't have done that. I feel worse now than I did uh, when I started. It doesn't happen. Yes, you can be tired and yes, you can be sore, but there's that, that release of those chemicals is so powerful. So if you just want to put it another way, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling tired and you're feeling lazy or lethargic, I suppose you could sit around waiting, hoping, wondering when you're going to feel better, or you could get your butt off the couch, go get those feel good feelings, go coursing yourself and control that yourself through physical exercise. The truth is, if you're struggling and want to think more clearly, perform better, improve your mental state, exercise is the way to go. This is just pure science. Stimulate your nervous system and function at a higher level is within your control to a certain extent. And that's such a wonderful, positive thing. If you struggle with very serious problems of depression, like nearly 20 million Americans exercise, is being is being shown to be a way to help fend off this disabling problem. There was a study done at Duke University. Uh, they took 150 people, not a massive study, 50 years or older, who had been diagnosed with depression. They were divided into three different groups, and they were either given exercise as a treatment for four months, the antidepressant drug Zoloft, or a combination of the two. At the end of the four months, all three groups did feel better. But the researchers, they didn't leave it there. They checked again. And in six months, the exercise group's rate of depression had had went down significantly compared to using Zoloft. In fact, scientists felt that giving Zoloft along with exercise undermined the effects of the exercise, saying the combination group might have preferred to, to, to feel they had worked for their improvement rather than having taken the pill. So in the long run, the long run, exercise is almost as powerful as being on an antidepressant. See, that, that initial drug pop, yeah, it might work for a while, but we know drugs, they don't solve problems, they mask issues. This doesn't mean, though, of course, the researchers said that exercise is a cure-all for every case of depression, as I mentioned earlier. But still, it is becoming more and more obvious the power of exercise. Also, single bouts of exercise can reduce anxiety for several hours afterwards. Although there may be a time lag before the good feeling sets in, especially in very intense exercise, I know for me, definitely... If it's a really intense workout, I usually won't feel the feel-good endorphins till about 20 to 30 minutes after the workout, but they definitely always show up 
But you say you don't have a powerhouse gym in your town, and and even if you did, you wouldn't be joining, or you wouldn't be joining any gym for that matter. So I guess it just doesn't apply to you, right? Well, that's wrong. Because studies are also showing that just low to moderate forms of exercises is actually even as recommended, or some studies show more recommended for brain training. So it only takes about 8 to 12 minutes a day of sweating and or breathing breathing and bringing your heart rate up to 60% of its maximum for brain training. I mean, literally, a minimum would be 30 minutes of just walking, hiking, or swimming just three times a week. Half an hour to an hour, four to five times a week would be even better. For those who want to be really Go for it. 90 minutes, five to six times a week would not be too much. But studies recommend at least, you know, if you're going that really high end of things, studies recommend breaking it into two segments uh, and mixing it up is good too. Like they see the best results. Maybe you walk one day, uh, the next day you do yoga, the next day you, uh, I don't know, you go swimming, whatever it is. You just, if the more you mix it up, the more... The, the better it works. But the reality is you don't have to be inside a powerhouse gym uh, doing deadlifts with, with a bunch of 300-pound guys that are that are bodybuilders, right? You can do it just going for walks or taking a short swim or, or taking a bike ride, whatever it is. You just have to get that, that heart rate up. For me personally, I enjoy building muscle. My workout regime is four days a week about an hour and 45 minutes a pop, but no matter what you do and how you do it, you just need to make it happen because that regular exercise, it also has showed to reboot confidence and give you self-esteem to take on challenging tasks. One recent report found that physical activity was associated with increases in in participant self-esteem and perceived physical fitness. So basically, Everyone in the study reported higher levels of confidence after they had been working out. So no matter where you are on your fitness journey, a solid workout can help boost your self-esteem. See, I think so much of it is we as humans, we have this inbred thing to get things done. Yeah, we get stuck in an ugly cycle of complacency and yes, we start We start to build fear of change. And yes, we do have a tendency to keep doing the same things over and over again, even though we know they're not healthy. But the great news is just as when we fall into that rut of inaction, this this human thing, this this human inbred desire to take on things and to, and to accomplish things and feeling good when we accomplish them, we can overcome that rut of inaction. And over time, with effort, we switch, we flip the switch the other way, and then it just becomes a lifestyle that we just do. We can replace that desire to sit in front of a TV with going for a walk. Is it easy? No, of course not. Is it doable for anyone? Absolutely yes. The increased self-confidence comes from the fact that we just, when we get stuff done, it feels good. And that getting stuff done translates to even wanting to get more stuff done. 
having the discipline and focus to move around, even if it's just some heavy weights or running stationary on a treadmill, it doesn't have any redeeming practical, social or professional value. But what does have redeeming value is the self-confidence you gain when you get stuff done. For example, studies are showing exercise can help build good social skills, which are ultimately linked to improved health and happiness. University of Michigan study found that active children are more likely to demonstrate good social skills, such as leadership and empathy, which can in turn influence healthy behavior. But hey, let's say you're a type A, want to climb the corporate ladder, be that straight A student or whatever already. Recent Harvard Business Review found that exercise increases mental firepower. By improving skills like concentration, focus, creativity, working out isn't some straight line guarantee to a dream job, but it surely can't hurt. I haven't heard anyone in anything ever say the ability to concentrate, to focus, and be creative is a bad thing in any way, shape, or form. So here again, we come back to simplicity. Don't make everything complicated. Get your body out there and move is the best thing you can do for your brain. If you don't have a gym, walk, ride a bike, do whatever. Don't don't let overcomplication of things be an excuse because I can I can tell, I can tell you it isn't actually a real excuse. You have the time. I guarantee you in your life, if I followed you around today between TV, phone scrolling, social media browsing, wasting time doing X, Y, or Z, I bet I can find a minimum of 30 minutes of waste. The question isn't the time. The question is, do you have the discipline and guts to stop the excuses and actually spend the time on something that has a huge high value for your life? The stronger and healthier you make your brain when you're younger, the more alert, energetic, and clear thinking you will be when you're older. So the time is now to get started. Get in the gym. The health benefits to the brain are indisputable and will pay huge dividends for you in the long run. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, click like or follow. And you'll be alerted when new episodes come available. But for today, let's exercise our brain by getting into the gym and working out. Until the next episode, have a great day and a wonderful week.